At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Super Bowl is set. The game's to get there. Uh, unfortunately, kind of awful. Um, a weekend that is normally one of my favorites in the NFL was impacted a little too much by injuries and officiating for my liking to make it particularly enjoyable, but it is what it is. Eagles Chiefs headed to the Super Bowl with action kicking off in just under two weeks. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from the South Point in Las Vegas. Steph Kamershack at the controls in the producer producer's chair. We got Kevin on the ones and twos, as Matt likes to say. A lot to get to today. We will recap everything that happened on Sunday, give you our perspective on the Super Bowl matchup. We have two sports betting Hall of famers that are going to be on the program today director of sportsbook operations over at DraftKings, johnny avello it's going to give us the lowdown on all of the props that were already released right the drop of a hat ahead of super bowl 57 coming up Vinny maiulo odds maker here at the south point in his usual spot in hour two and then in about 30 minutes mike golick jr host of the gojo podcast and the DraftKings uh podcast network is going to join us as well to talk all things nfl certainly last but not last but certainly not least excuse me there are some bets that um, you oh, are yeah, fulfilling yeah. today. Yeah, listen, we know at the end of the show, lost uh, lost our second edition of, of Bets and Consequences. Boy, both game states just really, really worked against me this week. That was uh, absolutely brutal. Eagles didn't have to put the ball in the air at all, given the way that everything happened. So Dallas Goddard loses to George Kittle, despite the fact <laughs> they quit throwing the ball as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that 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 didn't go my way. And then, of course, A.J. Brown and, and Devon Smith just, again, they were just didn't, they were non-factors. No receiver had over 36 yards in the game because there was no need to throw the ball at all. Then we go a little bit further down. Of course, we know, I mean, the Cincinnati at two and a half was certainly live up until, you know, the, the game winning field goal by the Chiefs. So I didn't feel too terrible about, that one, and honestly, they were really all kind of in play uh, had things gone a little bit differently. I mean, if we'd have gone to overtime, who knows? Maybe Burrow does end up taking Mahomes from a yardage standpoint. And then Tyler Boyd was the focus of the offense early on. Two catches for 40 yards and then goes out of the game with an injury. I mean, yeah. like, it couldn't have it couldn't have gone any worse. I mean, and the guy, that also Jerry Sneed, their slot corner, who actually is a pretty good slot corner, he, he gets injured. So, like, they were about to 
pepper Boyd with targets like the rest of that game. And uh, only needed 10 more yards from him. Of course, that didn't get home because he didn't play another snap well, after uh, that second And pitch. obviously, you had, like, the Bengals minus two and a half as the, the game alternate spread in here. But you were somebody who had the Bengals plus three as well. And, like, we all largely liked Cincinnati coming into this game. We were all screaming for overtime. And uh, so, again, just real quickly, before we dive into these games fully, bets and consequences. The consequences this week are a whipped cream pie to the face. So that will happen at the very last very block of the show. And if you're wondering what's going on with this and number so, yeah, here, and I was going to say, and you're paying off, off another bet as well. Paying here. off all the bets. So listen, Kelly Bidlin went to Florida State. I went to LSU. They played first game of the season this year in college football. Well, the bet was if I won, then Kelly would have to wear an LSU shirt. And obviously, in reverse, I have to wear a Florida State shirt. Well, I lose. I go online like a good little person that loses his bet, and I order this shirt. Well, I didn't notice that the shirt was on back order or whatever it was on back order. So it shows up at my door like two months later, yeah. right? Like, the, so it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And then I see it sitting there this this weekend, like just laying there, going, "Hey, man, you, you're still supposed to wear me at some point, like to get this thing like going." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna lose this. I got to do this thing at the end of the show as it is. Anyway, let's just we'll kill two bets, two payoff bets." Uh, it, it, with one stone here, and so that's what I'm doing, paying off both of them. So Florida State, good on Kelly, whatever. They, they, uh, you know, listen. Yes. The the opening game of the season certainly did did not was not a forecast of how you know the rest of the season went for LSU. I thought it was going to be a a really terrible season for them. Obviously, Brian Kelly, a, a super great coach, and was able to kind of turn things around for LSU there. But I. Uh, didn't matter because it was just for a, a one-game bet, and so here we are. But, here hey, are. no better shirt to get whipped cream on, though, than that one yeah, if exactly. you're you. Yes. So. <laughs> Who knows? When it's done, we might, we might burn the thing. Who, who hasn't? Um, but uh, even with my bets and consequences slate, I didn't bet with my heart as much on the 49ers one. I largely stayed to the total, and I even had a little bit of an emotional hedge with one of my same-game parlays there. But a, a profitable, you know, for fictional mm -hmm. picks – up a fake 445 bucks, which isn't too shabby. But even I was hoping for overtime in this Bengals game because Joe Burrow so close to 280 mm -hmm. yards. You think, hey, maybe Jamar Chase could be that game-winning touchdown yep. in overtime to win the game, and all that could come to fruition. But instead, the Chiefs walk it off on a Harrison Butker field goal set up from that unfortunate hit on Mahomes out of bounds, gives them that additional 15 yards. Joseph Asai just you know, I, you feel horrible for him coming into today, but the Chiefs punched their ticket to their third Super Bowl in the last five seasons with a 23-20 win over the Bengals in this one. Yeah, we one might as well night. start with this one because there's yeah. not really a ton to talk about with, with the first one. And I mean, <laughs> you know. Thanks for that. Well, I mean, no, but just in all honesty, right? I mean, just the way that it broke, it was just, it was very, very tough luck in the first game. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly get to it in the second block. But, you know, you take a look and uh, – there were a lot of people who were trying to say and doing some early victory laps, basically saying, oh, look at this, the Chiefs. And they did. They dominated the first quarter like nobody's business, right? And then they th every, looked like this was going to be kind of one-way traffic when Burrow goes and gets sacked three of the first, you know, eight snaps that they play. And, and look, it, it did look bad. But they made adjustments. They were able to do some different little things. And, and look, this defense that we talked about, Mahomes had a, Mahomes had a good day, but – Let's be for real. I mean, the defense still kind of stood up here. I mean, they did not allow them to to get into the end zone a couple of different drives that they really made it down the field and, and, and stuff. And I think that you look at the Chiefs defense and they held their own as well. I mean, as an aside here, if you're coming, if you're Sean Payton and like honest to God, like you, you cannot coach in the AFC. Like, I, I mean, this is just like a complete like a tangent off of this, but like you got to go to the NFC. You have a decade of Mahomes and Burrow and 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 Herbert and it looked like Trevor Lawrence was like coming on and whatever like you had a decade of that no way just go to the <laughs> NFC like what are you doing like no no one should be going to the AFC right now there's just no no well, reason that's why for I that. think he should just wait till next year and when Staley is fired just take over yeah. that job well, and then you can be in the AFC I, I but you'll have a, one of those quarterbacks and I didn't even say Josh Allen Josh Allen also like yeah. you got a decade of all of those guys like come on man just go to the NFC but so listen, you mentioned it. There were some there were some controversial calls or non calls in this game. And listen, I, I everyone knows I was on the Cincinnati side in this game. Fortunate, I guess, to to get a push in the in the thing because I got the number pretty early. But if you look, I mean, I think that anybody could rewatch this game and kind of see that it, there were certainly calls made for or against Cincinnati, at least on a more regular basis than 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 it was the Chiefs. And I don't, I'm not saying that there was some sort of conspiracy. That, that, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just think that it was an unfortunate situation the way that it all kind of played out. You know, the very last play, as you mentioned, with 
the personal foul penalty that gets them within field goal range. And honest to God, that was that changed. I mean, that yeah. really was. I mean, that was what got them within field goal range. The kick only made it by about three yards, as it was anyway. I mean, he moved 15 yards closer. You look at that, and the point I was making on the Twitter machine last night where people were going like, what do you mean? You How can you say you weren't supposed to throw the, the flag there? And I, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is, is we all would have been okay had that flag not been thrown. That is all I was saying. It wasn't an egregious penalty. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one of those things where it was a cheap shot or we felt like he was trying to hurt the – you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like some of these ones where you have to throw the penalty no matter what, right? In that certain situation where it was a non-egregious kind of shove, whatever, something like that, we probably all would have sat back and said, this game should go to – over." you know, if this game went to overtime – we're not going to freak out. And people were coming in and they were going like, a penalty is a penalty is a penalty. And like, no, it's not. That is, that is absolutely false. That is a straw man argument at, at, at the very best because you're looking here, there were multiple blocks in the back on a punt return. There were multiple holds on the same play mm-hmm. in which the personal foul was called. You look, some pass interference calls get called, some other pass there's interference calls There's a penalty of some called. sort that happens on every, every play, play. So of there's an NFL a, game. A, yeah, so everything is a judgment call and everything is yes. a degree. So no, a penalty is not a penalty, a penalty, a penalty. That's not how it works. That is absolutely not how it works. So for you to say that, well, it's a penalty, you have to throw the flag. Well, I mean, I get it. By the letter of the law, yes, that is a penalty. And I said that. By the letter of the law, that is absolutely a penalty. But like you just, just, just alluded to, there's holding on every single mm-hmm. play. Most likely, you could find a reason to call pass interference or some sort of something on every single play. There's some sort of something happening everywhere where the referee has to make a judgment call. Is this egregious enough to make this to, for me to pull the flag out and, and throw it? And I, you know, again, right there, had they not, I don't think we would have lost our minds and thought that this was some sort of robbery or some sort of whatever. Was he two steps out of bounds? He was. Was it a hit? Was it? It wasn't. It was a one-armed mm-hmm. little shove thing that again by the letter of the law is definitely a penalty but I think we all would have lived with going to overtime in that game and not thought that that was like some sort of crazy missed call or something that's all I was saying and I agree with you and I do think it just it sucks to have a game come down to something like that after like everything that you're going through over the course of a game and then this one instant 15 yard penalty sets you up for a game-winning field goal instead of having that opportunity to play in overtime. And it sucks. I will say, uh, as far as that prop, though, that we talked about last week on the program, we said you could probably bet both of these for there to be a walk-off field goal in regulation or overtime. Either one of those, it looked like, was going to happen in this game. It ends up being the field goal that cashes. But at the end of the day, you still have to credit the Chiefs. They win the game. They're moving on to the Super Bowl. And even with Patrick Mahomes, who you could tell the ankle at certain points, did, you know, hinder him in areas, and he was down receivers. You don't have Kadarius Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman goes down. Travis Kelsey was questionable even coming into the game, whether or not he was going to be available, ends yeah. up making an impact. Uh, even on the defensive side, Ladarius yes. Need gets bumped out of the mm-hmm. game with concussion. So a lot of things Mom's happened. A superhuman. There's no yeah, doubt about Yeah, a lot it. of things happened against the Chiefs as well. I, they I'm are unfortunate, and they win the game. Away. Yeah. Dude was superhuman. Yes. I mean, like, he, as far as playmakers go, he's just – Probably the best playmaker at the quarterback position we've ever seen, and he's still got a long way to go in his career. But, like, the way that he can just pull stuff out of nowhere and make things happen, he's probably the very best playmaker we've ever seen. I've saw people, and we'll we'll talk about this on the other side here, but it is – no one lost or won or whatever that game. It was just two really, really good teams that, you know, whoever had the ball last won the game, and that's – probably how we even said that I think you know through the course of the week that maybe that's how it's going to play yeah we'll wrap up our conversation on this game and get to the NFC side of things when we come back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Man, I can't believe it's almost over. Next weekend, the final weekend of the NFL season, but Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook the is the place countdown. to be. Ooh, right on cue. With Bet Rivers, you can win up to ten thousand bucks though in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers squares. Place ten bucks or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. So if the numbers on the square match the final score of the big game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. And another takeaway from uh, this past Sunday's action in the NFL was certainly to me that the two fan bases and people supporting their teams in dumb ways lost. So the 49ers who put their San Francisco stuff on the Rocky statue and Cincinnati and their mayor who comes out saying all the dumb stuff, they end up losing. Shout out Travis Kelsey in post game saying, know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Copyright infringement, I might so, add. But hysterical. Listen, you can get away with it. Don't worry. We've been doing it all season. Well, football season long. <laughs> like we've, yeah, don't worry about it. You can get away with it. It's fine. But, yeah. you know, just another one of those things that adds fuel to the fire that doesn't need to be there. And, I mean, I guess you can just wrap up your your thoughts on the AF side of, AFC yeah. side of things. Well, this a, a lot of people were, you know, coming at – Burrow as well, right? And, and saying like, oh, see, he's not whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And also, it's like, listen, PFL, and PFF's not the end-all be-all. He graded out as at 85.2. Neither one of his interceptions were considered even turnover-worthy plays because of the way that they played out. Yeah, with, the one tip drill. When, and- when, yeah, when one, one, that ball falls to the ground 98% of the time. It's just the 2% of the time that a guy was trailing and happens to fall into his arms. The first interception, if you go back and you rewatch the deal, T. Higgins basically – so you see this with quarterbacks all the time. This is why they talk a lot about Mahomes and Kelsey's relationship and how Kelsey kind of knows – how they kind of know what the other one's going to do when they get in these, like, backyard-type situations, right, where you'll see – Kelsey will be like, oh, he's going, okay, so I'm going to run. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. Well, same deal happened in this deal. So it was T. Higgins kind of started to improvise a route. Burrow threw it to where he thought he was going. He went to a different place that allowed the guy to undercut the route, and, and that's what happened. So it wasn't a, it wasn't like a bad throw per mm-hmm. se. It was just one of those deals where they were on the, on the wrong page and, and whatever. So, like, again, graded out as an 85.2, which was higher than Mahomes even graded out at, at in this game, you know, and – it was just it, it was just a really good hard fought game between what probably are the best two teams in the NFL, right? I mean, like when it's all said and done, probably the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah. And and you you get Chris Jones with the two sacks, the seven additional pressures, so nine total pressures on 
Burrow in that game, and that ended up kind of being what it came down to, right? I mean, that sack right there at the end really did change the the narrative of that game, right? I mean, it was it was like you felt like Cincinnati was about to go down mm-hmm. and score and win the game, and then that sack was just like bigger in more ways than you can even than you can even quantify. And I mean, that guy just an absolute yeah. absolute animal in that game. And then you look and you just start to kind of see, like, I mean, this these these two teams with these two quarterbacks and what they're kind of made of, and they're not really going to go. They're not going anywhere anytime soon, right? I mean, Cincinnati's going to be right back. They're going to go get another offensive lineman. They're going to get a corner because Awuzie will be back next year anyway. Like, that's the other thing. To, you know, they're, there's injuries on both sides for these teams, right? And, and, and you look at this, they're going to be right, right, right back up there. And, and, and so are the Chiefs because they're just yeah. – who isn't going to want to come play with Patrick Mahomes? Like, well, like everyone like, – who wouldn't want to come play with this guy? And uh, there's been so much debate, you know, leading into this past weekend and then now afterwards about, like, Mahomes and Burrow. And now, now like, all week long it was like, well, it's Burrowhead and Burrow's beat him, th- beat Mahomes yeah. three times. If he beats him four, obviously he's the better of these two quarterbacks. But Mahomes goes out and wins and it's Mahomes' house and Mahomes is the greatest thing since cheese bread. Like, what we all should just be grateful for is that we are going yes. to have years and years to come of these two quarterbacks it's, and it's the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. We yes. got to watch the two best quarterbacks in the NFL go at it. And we're going to get to watch them go at it for the next decade. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. And like, you can sit there and you can nitpick and say, like, well, Burrow's better because he's the better technical quarterback. And people say, well, he, no, it's Mahomes is better. Cause he's the one that can do all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff. No, they're both just awesome. They're like one, a one B you don't have to like whatever. It's just, you it's just your style, right? Do you like the light beer? Do you like the, you know, yeah. or, do you, or do you like a, a hard seltzer, you know, or whatever? I mean, like, that's good. Like, Mahomes is like the hard seltzer, right? It's kind of like you kind of like it, and then, like, it's a little funky, but then you're just like, oh, this is doing the trick. And also, I mean, like, he's not your traditional. He's not your He's not just like, yeah, there's nothing traditional about it. Like, he's taking, yeah. he's running around in circles, he's throwing it left handed and under his legs and all kinds of crazy stuff, and he's headbutting the ball out there and he's doing whatever it is. And, but it gets the job done. Yeah, so a lot we'll have to think about, though, uh, ahead of the Super Bowl in terms of health for the Chiefs. Uh, Circa was yeah. first to the market for the Super Bowl line. Open Chiefs minus two and a half. Took a matter of literal seconds for that to be on the move. And then within 14 minutes, fully flipped to Eagles minus two and a half. Total taking some over money, sitting 50 now. Uh, largely, we're seeing Eagles a two-point favorite in Arizona for that game. And the Eagles, of course... Had a significant win over the San Francisco 49ers, 31 to 7. Um, total stays under under the alt number 40 that we talked about as well on the show. And it sucks because, I mean, and yes, obviously I'm a 49ers fan, so I'm very biased here. But what we wanted and expected to see as a competitive game and the best of the best in the NFC is nothing close because for the 49ers, a team that has already been, you know, making history with a third-string quarterback is put in a position to be on your fourth-string guy, their opening drive. And it was kind of just bad break after bad break, it felt like, for San Francisco because even that opening scripted drive for Philadelphia when the the catch that shouldn't have been a catch um, on the long throw downfield that ultimately sets up the Eagles' touchdown to go up 7 nothing right away when it should have been a turnover had Kyle Shanahan been able to have seen the replay that showed that it wasn't a catch. Mm-hmm. And then the ensuing drive, Brock Purdy comes out there, goes down. Josh Johnson, later on in the game, turns it over, gives the Eagles another opportunity to score in the red zone. Then he gets concussed. Purdy tries to come back in. You know in the second half they're not going to be able to throw the ball at all because Purdy can't throw the ball and your other guy's concussed and you don't have a third-string quarterback that's dressed up on the field. And it was yeah. just a nightmare. We saw horrible challenges Ugh. and and horrible non-challenges. And here is free advice to all of the NFL so coaches. So I know you all watch this program on a daily basis because you have nothing better to do. If the receiver gets up and he is running towards the line going, let's hurry, let's hurry, let's hurry, <laughs> You should throw the challenge flag yes. because he knows something He's is at the least tell. At he the knew very, he didn't catch at it. At the very <laughs> least, he knows it's going to be close, right? And so he doesn't want it to get to that. And if the receiver gets up and is not arguing at all that he caught the ball, which we saw this also, he didn't catch the ball. Like, there's no reason for you to challenge whether he caught the ball or not. If the receiver gets up and he's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, well, whatever. I didn't get away with one. Don't throw the challenge flag because he didn't catch the ball. And, like, so it, there's a tell that these guys give you. They're horrible poker players. You want the, all of these guys at your poker table because they can't they can't keep a secret at all. And so, you know, it's you, you look at that, and I think Shannon – listen, we talked about this last week. Like, I think Shanahan had another really bad game here again because there is no – 
you get down three scores, and I understand that uh, there's there's not like a there's not some magic thing you can do whenever you're down to your you know emergency quarterback situation or stuff like that. But when you're down three scores, turn around handing it off every single down is there's no way you have uh, you literally have your one percent chance that you have of coming back. You are taking down to zero percent chance or whatever. You put whoever can propel the ball forward down the field. Whether that be McCaffrey, whether yeah. that be whoever. Kyle Juszczyk was reportedly the emergency yeah. quarterback in that situation. Whoever it is, but. whoever can propel the ball down the field, you have a better chance of throwing it and praying than you do of turning it and turn around, handing it off over and over and over again every single down when you're down three scores. There's not enough time left in the game. The other team knows exactly, exactly what you're doing. Exactly what you're going to do. Like everything. Like it is. It's better to try and get a pass interference call. It's better to try and anything. Like you, you have good athletes out there between Kittle and Ayuk and Debo Samuel and all the stuff like that. Like throw it up, hope for the best, pray and and move on. But like, so you're, you're, it's just not EV to turn around and hand the ball hand the ball off down three Matt, scores every time. Obviously, it takes significant games and significant mm -hmm. moments for any change to happen. And the NFLPA, like they're used to be able to have three quarterbacks dressed in these situations mm -hmm. and there's hasn't been anymore. Like, is this the type of a game now where you see a game that should be competitive that ended up just being a horrible game to watch be largely because of the quarterback situation where this could invoke change and the PA Listen, takes it back to bringing able to dress three in the playoffs. There, I, I think now with the, certainly with the heightened concussion protocols, they are going to have to allow, if you want to bring four quarter, whatever, like whatever, because it is too important. The game was over. Like, yeah. I mean, as soon as Josh Johnson, I mean, it was probably over before that anyway, but like, as soon as that happened, game was over. Like, I mean, like, game was dead, dead, well, dead. Josh like, Johnson, so he looked like, hey, like maybe things are turning around. He hits that awesome pass to Debo, and then he does the fumble, and then just you're like, okay, yeah. right when you think that maybe Josh Johnson's in a rhythm, things fall apart again. But now, another part of not having a third quarterback dressed is it's unfortunate that Jimmy Garoppolo, who we thought, could potentially have been healthy enough to be available in this game was not and yeah. also brings the question of what do the 49ers do next with their quarterback situation one of the many topics we hope to cover with our friend Mike Golick Jr. when he joins the program next host of the Gojo podcast we're going to step aside real quickly but lots more still to discuss with Super Bowl 57 ahead in just under two weeks the props are out we've got a lot to get into VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, you already know the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from show hosts and guests, tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games this season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out. Again, this is a limited time offer, just $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe. 1337 Canadian dollar strong. Dollar Ooh. strong. Three more, three more pennies, uh, Canadian. Canadian pennies than we were last week. So. Very Dollar nice. Yeah. Uh, I did have one last mm -hmm. follow-up with you on this Eagles 49ers matchup. Um, and it's not even about the matchup itself. Mm -hmm. But the Eagles are a team, Matt, that all of a sudden look like, I mean, I guess not all of a sudden because they've largely done it throughout the course of the season, but look like a buzzsaw type of a team. Plus 55 margin of victory in these postseason games. But I'm also looking at the fact that they had one of the easiest regular mm -hmm. season schedules of anybody this year, they beat up on the Giants, who we know defensively are just, I mean, kind yeah. of awful and just showed that they were better than a lackluster team. And then the 49ers, who are injured and not to their normal capabilities. Is this like the easiest road a team could have to a Super Bowl ever, it seems like? Because even when Jalen Hurts got injured at the end of the season, it was never in doubt that they were going to be in a, in a position to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the stories that I think people aren't really talking about here because of just the way that things went down for the 49ers is how inaccurate Jalen Hurts was in this game. Like, like, like that is a, that is a true real concern here for me moving forward, which is why I don't have anything on this game quite yet. I'm going to see how things play out here over the next few days, see if there's any more line movements, see what's going on here. But listen, they, they were very, very fortunate that things went the way that they did with the 49ers because mm -hmm. 
something is still not right with that shoulder yeah. with Jalen Hurts. And, and we saw that on several different passes. It got airmailed, and they were just he was just he was just off. He was he was just off. And I, we can't say rust or any kind of anything any of that more. Like I honestly believe the dude's just not right. Yeah, let's talk it all over with friend of the show, Mike Golick Jr., who joins us now, DraftKings analyst, host of the Gojo Show podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Such a great show. Although, given this Super Bowl matchup this year, Mike, you're going to have some fierce competition in the podcast space with the Kelsey Brothers pod just blowing up even more, I'm sure. I tell you what, has anyone timed anything better than the Kelsey's and content this year. Short of Travis putting out another reality show, you had Jason Kelsey and the Eagles O-line release a Christmas album, and these guys decided to start one of the best podcasts in the game. So kudos to them. They are leaving, living clean and living right in the Kelsey household. Oh, absolutely. And like Travis Kelsey said in his post-game availability yesterday, mom wins in the Super Bowl for sure when it comes to that household. When you look at what transpired yesterday in both the AFC and NFC championships, what stood out to you most? Well, I heard you guys talking about it before, the concerns with Jalen Hurts, how much it really didn't matter. Like, now in that game, it was because on the other side, the 49ers were in quarterback hell. But projecting it forward towards the Super Bowl, we saw plenty of occasions where the Eagles' offensive line forklifted the number one run defense in football. How's that going to go for Kansas City? Like, I know the Kansas City D-line looks phenomenal against the three backups from the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, we have a pretty sizable track record at this point of Chris Jones, who just got his first postseason sack yesterday, who Frank Clark, consistently someone we look around sometimes in the postseason and wonder where he's gone. So I look at that matchup right away and have to give the advantage to the Eagles in a way that definitely helps, given the concerns we do have about Jalen Hurts and that shoulder still. Mike, when you take a look at this one, I mean, I – I think what we can all assume is that we're going to get a better version of Patrick Mahomes in two weeks than we had yesterday, which is a scary thought to think of because even with that ankle, he was able to still do some some magic. Um, but how concerned are you just about the rest of the team around him? I mean, we saw several different injuries. We don't know how it's all going to play out. We assume with the break that we will be able to have a lot of those guys back out there. But, um, you know, it is still Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a whole bunch of kind of B-level receivers. Yeah, it, it's, it is going to be – this feels so much like when the Chiefs played the Bucks in the Super Bowl because every football thing in my brain is telling me, hey, you know, the Eagles are probably going to win this game. You should probably pick the Eagles. They're built like monsters along both lines of scrimmage. They harass the quarterback like few teams in football can defensively, offensively. I just talked about their offensive line, and we didn't even get to – Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, a bunch of very healthy, incredibly talented weapons that this team built up. That's probably the biggest credit to the Eagles outside of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you had a retorn groin for Lane Johnson that just seems immune to pain, but up and down that thing, you've got health in some pretty important spots, whereas for Kansas City, it's all how much Mahomes lives in our brain. That guy was able to elevate yet again at a big stage yesterday, and so I won't put him over, put it over him or put it past him to do that in the Super Bowl. But this is once again going to be a spot where it's not as disparate as it was in that Super Bowl where they were on both backup tackles. The offensive line was certainly a shell of itself because of injury at that point. This group is healthy. This Duke did a good job of protecting Mahomes for the most part, although Bengals fans will talk about holding. So it's not quite as far, but it is going to be Patrick Mahomes having to elevate a bunch of weapons, having to find a Marquez Valdez-Scantling 100-yard receiving performance in the midst of all this. Travis Kelsey going to have to show up big yet again and be a guy that can draw attention away so others can shine. We're asking a lot of them, but Mahomes at every turn has proven more than capable of shouldering that load. Well, speaking to the thought process of, um, you know, being hampered in injuries and an entire identity being changed, that's what reminded me of the San Francisco 49ers offense. And you called it quarterback hell with Brock Purdy, who is already a third string quarterback going down on the opening offensive series for San Francisco. They go through the saga with Josh Johnson, him being bumped out. And I mean, you couldn't throw the football at all at the end of the game. So everybody knew the way that things were going to happen. Nobody really knows what's going to happen in the future for the quarterback situation in San Francisco because Brock Purdy is available to come back. Trey Lance, healthy. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, you imagine, is finally <laughs> going to be on his way out. But how do you foresee things going in that quarterback room next year? I heard Bill Barnwell say on a show 
that the universe bends to certain storylines and somehow the universe will bend to find a way to make sure Jimmy Garoppolo ends up back in San Francisco <laughs> because he can't leave at this point. I, I will say what I think should happen, and this is now predicated on Brock Purdy's health. We've seen reports that they're getting updates on what could be happening with that UCL injury. Would it need surgery? This is what we talked about for Josh Allen in the middle of the year. So that would very seriously affect the timeline for this. You spend a lot of money on Trey Lance if you're the 49ers. You got to see him for one game. And I know multiple procedures during the season is not going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy about this. So what they should do is give him a chance to be the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan, that this front office, all thought he could be within the body of this offense. We're seeing now what a quarterback like Jalen Hurts can do in a ground game and how much it completely turns on its head what defenses are forced to do. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this 49ers team, who's been in this Super Bowl-ish window for a while now under Kyle Shanahan, gets desperate, looks at a veteran quarterback market that's open this offseason, and maybe gets a little bit nervous and all of a sudden turns to someone to try and speed up this process here because we see time and time again with teams trying to keep together a very talented group that's a deep roster across the board is a lot more difficult than having one really good player at quarterback. So I think the Niners should probably, if Brock Purdy's healthy, let it be a competition between him and Trey Lance. But I will be fascinated to see if they get desperate and go into that veteran market. Mike, how much do these free agents look at just the rest of the conference whenever they're going to be making their decisions where to go? Because you look at a team like Cincinnati. Looks like they need one more lineman. Looks like they need a corner. Past that, maybe you're going to get a a wide receiver in the draft in like the second or third round because they're likely not going to be able to keep both Higgins and Jamar Chase. Uh, Like, How much do they look around and say – you know what, I want to play with Joe Burrow, or do they say, I don't want to be in a conference that's got Joe Burrow and Mahomes and Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence and all these other guys. I'll go to the NFC where I can like maybe have a chance to get to the Super Bowl a little easier. So I think for the most part, motivation is pretty simple for a lot of guys who are in that position is who can, one, pay me the most money now, but then two, and this speaks to the point you're making, Put me in position to keep making lots of money. Playing with a quarterback like Joe Burrow, playing with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, if you're in a dependent position, right? If you're not one of these quarterbacks and you're in a position of looking around, you want to be with one of those dudes. You want to have the opportunity. They were talking about that in the broadcast. Isaiah Pacheco is a guy that goes late in the draft out of Rutgers, and he's rejoicing because he's landed in football heaven. He's in Kansas City where they're going to use a bunch of running backs, and you get Patrick Mahomes there. And so I think for a lot of these guys that play the positions orbiting the quarterback, yeah, you're absolutely drawn to a place that's got a guy like a Patrick Mahomes, that's got a guy you know, uh, like we've seen for a lot of these young studs in the league right now. I think that's absolutely a huge factor. And you worry about the competition later because if you've got Joe Burrow there, you feel a lot better about marching through the AFC, even if it is a juggernaut compared to what's going on in the other conference. No question, Mike. Thanks so much for the time today, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. That's Mike Golick Jr. That is also his handle on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. He does a great job with the Gojo Show. You can download wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, we'll catch up with Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. Discuss the early line movement for Super Bowl 57 upcoming. And DK already has the props dropped aplenty. We'll get into that and more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are moving and grooving here on VEASAN Final Countdown. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine when other nicotine products can be too complicated to use or won't give you the satisfaction you're looking for. Zinn may surprise you. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are made with six simple ingredients and it's completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online today or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas as we welcome in the one and only Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. And no better man to talk to when we already have Super Bowl lines and props available. What's going on, Johnny? How are you? Hey, Stormy Monday and Matt Monday. How's everybody doing on Monday? <laughs> doing great. Great. And uh, I wanted to ask you, let's go through. Okay, Super Bowl, we know Eagles Chiefs going head-to-head in just under two weeks. How did you guys set that line early on, and what have you seen since? We opened the game one, and believe it or not, we actually ticked back to uh, pick at one moment. You know, took a pretty good-sized bet and thought maybe the line was going to go back that way, but it didn't. Uh Kept going uh, eagle in the Eagles' favorite, so we went, took a few more bets. Eagles went one and a half, and now at two, it's been mostly Eagle money. I'd say we're probably, and remember, this is very early, so it really doesn't matter. But probably seventy percent Eagle money so far. Johnny, as we have a couple of years of data now, where you've had multiple states with legalized sports betting when the Super Bowl rolls around. Did you see a trend over the last couple of years of what we used to see just all the time, you know, here in here in Vegas where it's, you know, it's it's favorites. I mean, it's underdogs on the money line because like people want that plus money ticket. They just love having the lottery ticket and all that. Like, Are people coming in on the, the same way, always betting overs and stuff like that? I mean, is that what we're seeing from from the Super Bowl? I know the. Maybe not the same throughout the rest of the season, you know, just the regular season, but is the Super Bowl kind of the same way we saw here for for years and years? Yeah, I don't know about that, Matt. Um, You know, everybody seems to bet the favorite more. Uh, On our network, we do get the favorite more bet on the side, and then Mm. the money line's usually on the dog. In this particular game, with such a short price, you're not getting much of a price on the underdog. Uh, I could tell you on the props, though, you know, and when, and when I was working at the, you know, in the Vegas casinos, uh, safety was a big prop for us. And it seemed like that's the one we were overloaded on every year. And that ha- that's not the case with DraftKings. Um, the, the first touchdown score, anytime score, those are the bets now that on, on the prop side that have seemed to have taken over uh, the top choice. So, um yeah, it's a little bit different now around the country than it is in the Vegas, uh, you know, on the Vegas mm-hmm. scene and network. You guys already have so many props up, and I feel like every year you just continue to expand the menu. But what what is the process to get these numbers and get these markets out so quickly for you guys? 
Well, we do on the Sunday after the game, we get up all the quarters and the halves and the team props and scoring, all of that stuff we get up rather quickly. And then the team keeps working and, you know, our goal is to get them up by today, uh, at least all the player props, and then add more um, props on Wednesday, Thursday. And then, of course, we're, you know, right through the weekend, we're going to keep adding. So we're probably going to have a thousand different markets up there by, by game time. Johnny, you guys put up the Super Bowl MVP market the second the playoffs start. And so now we've whittled down to the two teams. Did you get a bunch of Mahomes money, even though he was the favorite the whole time? Like, where's the the liability here? Yeah, you know, Mahomes certainly took some money and Hertz took some money, uh, you know, and that's been up now for a couple of weeks. Uh, and so there were others, obviously, that took some money, too, but they were the two big ones, and they, they're the two big favorites now. Um, and that's not surprising. I mean, the quarterback normally wins this, uh, you know, over the course of a, all the Super Bowls we'll go back and look at. But um, so it's not unusual to try to take a shot. with. Sometimes you'll get a plus on a quarterback. You say if the team's going to win it, then the quarterback's going to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll get a better price on betting that way than you do on betting the team for the game. I don't know if that's the case with Hurts, Matt, because, you know, Hurts yesterday uh, had like 121 passing yards. So um, that's not going to get you an MVP award. Well, and to your point, you guys at DraftKings even have the MVP specials where you can just pick the position. Obviously, quarterback, a massive favorite, minus 650, but all the positions listed there are interesting numbers. You have the novelty props of the coin toss and all of that good stuff. But I I wanted to ask you, for anybody out there who might not know, what's an octopus? Because that's down there in the novelty props as well. Yeah, the octopus is where the player scores and then the team goes for a two-point conversion and he scores that also. Uh, Sounds like something right in McCaffrey's lane, doesn't it? (laughs) not, not sure it's going to happen with any of these guys. It could, but McCaffrey's just a, a perfect guy that, to, that could make that happen. And then, Johnny, what type of in-game stuff are you guys going to have? Is there anything special for in store for us here as we, uh, as we head into the Super Bowl? Yeah, Matt, you know, you're going to have everything you normally see, and you're going to have props, too. Uh, so you're going to have props to be able to bet. You're going to have same-game parlays. Um, just chock full. And I'll tell you, in-game has just been more popular than ever this year. Uh, and I can see the Super Bowl to me is going to be record handle. I'm sure that in-game is going to be a record handle to go along with it. Something that I remember being really fun from last year was the cross-sport options that you guys have. And I know you said later on in the week some more things are going to become available. Is that one that we're going to see here pretty soon? Yeah, that's when you'll see, Stormy. Uh, probably near the weekend, you'll see some of the crossover uh, props with the, uh, you know, tying into the game itself. You know, since uh, there's going to be games that are going to happen uh, the, the weekend of the Super Bowl, some of those are certainly going to all be tied in. And so uh, there's no rush to get them up to make sure that, you know, certain players are playing and, um, you know, we've got our stats right going into to figuring those out. John, before we let you go, it's never too early to look to next season. You guys already have up the 2024 Super Bowl odds. You starting to you starting to get some action there. And what's the uh, what's the popular bet? I'm sure people are taking some shots on some of these longer guys, huh? Yeah, they are. They're also betting. You know, you're the typical ones. They're betting the Bills again, and uh, and and some of the odds on uh, on some of these teams you can see are much shorter than they were last year, like the Lions and the Jets. Matt, I tell you one thing about betting. Uh, Super Bowl props, uh, you know, Super Bowl futures into uh, other futures. I saw a parlay that a guy bet, a $10 parlay. He had the Eagles in the NFC, to win the NFC at two and a quarter. Now, these were all he made late, mm-hmm. like in, in November sometime. Chiefs uh, to win the, a, the, uh, the AFC plus 350. He had Georgia to win the National Football Championship at plus $1.80. Astros to win the World Series at plus 380, <laughs> and Argentina to win a World Cup at seven to one. He had ten bucks on that, and he picked up like fifteen thousand and change. So, <laughs> I, love, I love it when you can parlay futures. We've never done that in the Vegas market, yeah. but with 
things. It's so popular. That's awesome. You couldn't have given me a longer number, by the way, on San Francisco next year. Our whole quarterback room's coming out of a hospital. Uh, <laughs> bide your time, Stormy. Okay. Just wait. It, okay. you'll, you'll get a higher number. Appreciate you. I got one last question for you before we let you go, though, because all these props are coming available. How much handle do you see prior to the Super Bowl versus like the day before and the day of all the action coming in on those markets? You know, the Super Bowl props are a little bit different than the game. If you ask me, you know, what is that the game ratio? I would say that, you know, 70% of the money's coming in on game day. That's not going to be the case with the props. The mm. props are going to get bet uh, every day right up into game time. So probably I'd say we're writing, we're going to write 50% on the props and then probably 50 on game day. Really good info. Appreciate your time as always, Johnny. Thanks for checking in with us. You're welcome. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations over at DraftKings. That is interesting. I'm glad that I, that I asked that because that's what we always hear, right? Is like, Oh, all of the money comes in on game day, but for Super Bowl props, no people get ahead of it more. Well, because those numbers move fast so incredibly rapidly and so fast. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. At all. I mean, it was one of those, it's one of those things where I kind of wish I would have been able to hop down to Arizona this evening <laughs> as like some of these started to become available and things because uh, getting them early is, is certainly the way to go. So if you are, if you do want to bet a bunch of props or if you've done your own research already, mm -hmm. uh, certainly something you're going to want to be monitoring, you know, all the books out there are going to be over the next 48 hours are going to be really loading up the sites with these things. And mm -hmm. so you're going to want to, to make sure that you're getting at the ones that you feel confident in at the number that you feel confident in because you don't want to just be betting just for the hell of it. And over the coming days, you know, we'll obviously show you guys the props that we care about and are going to be investing in, but there are so many unique markets out there. We'll try to give you an opportunity to see everything that there really is out there. 49ers, 7-1 to one for next year. Thank you for yeah. telling me, Johnny, it's going to get long. 14 to 1. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey shan't be playing in the yeah, Super Bowl. So there's that. Yeah. We're going to step aside. Hour 2 coming at you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.